I'm Misha Likaros, and you're listening to Digipod, the official podcast of IMAP, the Internet and Mobile Marketing Association of the Philippines. This podcast is powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Welcome to another episode of Digipod, Internet and Mobile Marketing Association of the Philippines official podcast. I'm your host, Michel Icaros. Joining me today is Mr. Miko David, president of David and Goliath. He'll be with me for the next few episodes as our rotating co-host. Welcome to the show, man. Well, it should be exciting. I, 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 I looked at the topics that we have for the next couple of sessions. And uh, again, I, I think these are a lot of uh, topics that uh, could give a little bit more clarity and uh, uh, thankfully we have a, a number of uh, guest speakers who can talk about their view of the market um, you know the view of the topics as well and uh, I guess demystify a lot of the things so for me uh, just very happy to to be here um, it's it's quite a tall order uh, to come after right after Dennis the first <laughs> three sessions but uh, I'll, I'll make do and thankfully you're here uh, Misha no so uh, thank goodness <laughs> Yep. Uh, see, Dennis left big shoes to fill, but I think you are just as qualified to follow in his footsteps. You bring a different skill set, and that is something that I'm looking forward to tapping over the next few shows. Okay. Uh, you mentioned that our topic for today is decoding digital marketing roles. What did you? What was your take on the topic when you heard this one? Well. When you think about digital marketing roles, there's so much uh, things that come to mind, right? Automatically, you'll have Facebook, you'll have Google. If you've encountered uh, more executions, you may have done things on Viber. Uh, there is email marketing, so many different things, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, of course, uh, what also came to off the top of my head is that over the years, the types of platforms that marketers or brands require also expand uh, as well or the level of complexity also expands. And um, I, I remember there was a time that uh, people hired for uh, digital marketing head, right? Hoping mm. to execute all of these transformation activities. Yes. But uh, little did they know that um, there's so many different uh, available tools, available platforms, and it's not always uh, apples to apples to, uh, to know whether this person could be the right fit, right? Uh, and again, um, those things all came to mind. And I, I think it's quite timely that we also got uh, some stakeholders here who uh, looked from the brand side. They had worked from the agency side as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and for us, no, uh, in our company, we, we audit a lot of these uh, companies in each sector. So we know what, uh, what things are doing, what they're not doing, what the agency partners are not doing or doing. And that makes for a lot of uh, interesting dynamics. Want to hit your target market with just a fraction of the cost? Dive into the blue ocean of podcast advertising, the medium that makes sure that retention and conversions equals your ROI. What are you waiting for? Schedule a demo today at advertiser.podmetrics.co. Well, speaking from experience, I mean, I spent five years as content editor-in-chief of TBWA, and I can vouch for what you said earlier. You know, a lot of it is just keep trying to keep up with all the evolving platforms, all the new terminology, all the different fields that are popping up, and finding the right people to fill those roles can be challenging. I'm glad that we have a couple of people who absolutely are the right ones for the job. So without further ado, let's introduce them. Our first guest for today is ABS-CBN's Head of Integrated Marketing and Customer Experience, Ms. Cookie Bartolome. 
Hi. Hello. How's everyone doing? We're good. About as good as we can be in the middle of an ongoing pandemic. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. And it's great to be back here at IMAP after so many years. So I'm sure this is going to be a very interesting topic. It's not quite the same as um, when we used to gather, you know, when we'd have our meetings and our Digicons. And not only that, I mean, the last time I was with IMAP was over 10 years ago. So, so much has changed since then. Um, of course, the, the organization is much bigger and much more established now. So, exciting to see new faces also here at the IMAP. Well, we're happy to have you. Thank you. Our other guest is the Loyalty and Marketing Manager at the Philippine 7 Corporation, Ms. Dina Santos. Welcome, Dina. Hello. Hi, Misha. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Lovely to be here. Lovely, lovely to be part of this, you know, um, I'm a initiative of DigiPod. So I'll, be, I'll try to share what I can on this particular topic today. Glad to have you aboard. We're happy to announce that our favorite digital conference is on IMAP Digicon Pop 2021. The theme for this year is Digicon Pop or Depop. Depop will explore how digital marketing has finally gone mainstream and become a part of pop culture. What does this mean and what possibilities lie ahead for marketers? The answer to that and many more questions will be revealed at IMAP Digicon Pop 2021. Depop will run from October 11 to 15, and we have some amazing speakers lined up, including Adam Grant, best-selling author of Originals, Give and Take, and most recently, Think Again. Celebrated as a must-read by everybody from Oprah to Bill Gates. We'll also be welcoming Mr. Rory Sutherland, Vice Chair of Ogilvy UK and a Rockstar TED Talk speaker. For early birds, you can email digicon at futureproof.ph or visit digicon.com.ph. So don't forget, this coming October, IMAP Digicon Pop 2021. Okay, so um, I think we can begin our discussion. Today's topic, of course, uh, we mentioned earlier, is decoding digital marketing roles. And we are so glad that you are here to join us. So let's go right into it. Our first question um, for both guests is to please tell us how digital marketing as a role has now branched out to incorporate a lot of different roles. Um, okay. Personally, I think digital marketing is way more than social media. I remember it was like that in 2012. If you remember, it was, you know, in 2012, when you know how to navigate Facebook or manage a page or do some ads, you can be called a digital marketer then. But now it's way more complex. You know, digital marketing has evolved in the same pace, I think, that the digital technologies has evolved as well. So it, it's beyond desktop computers, you know, there, there's mobile phone, phone there, there are other digital media platforms. That, that are that keeps on you know coming up and then it just keeps on expanding and now because of the recent i mean because of mobile phones and the, the technology that mobile phones brought it opened a lot of other platforms that we can use so if you look at it it's continuously evolving so because technology is evolving so digital marketing is, is continuously evolving as well so there's no stopping it i mean we don't see any we don't see like kind of an end to it as of the moment because you know every 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 now and then there'll be like new technologies like before it was just um apps but when mobile phones were 
were um, like the smartphones were in, were launched or it was discovered created there were mobile apps now there are mar- media you know are other apps that can be used for i know mar- media market uh, mobile marketing so it's just beyond that already yeah that's so true dina i mean you know digital has um expanded exponentially over the years i remember the time that you know every brand wanted to have a website or a microsite and you know now the number of digital touch points available It's just so much, diba? And, you know, as a digital marketer, I think it's important that you have that balance, right balance of science and creativity uh, because, you know, you have to... Well, well, there are people who are experts on specific fields of digital. As a marketer, aside from, you know, really having an inter- intimate knowledge of who the customer is, it's finding that right digital touch point to address your specific objectives. So it's that balance balance of being able to understand what the right content should be, um, a, a very deep understanding of what technology the platform can deliver. At the same time, sometimes you're also a researcher because, you know, on the fly, uh, because of the very nature of digital, you have to understand how your audience is reacting to certain things or activities that you're doing or campaigns you're, you're doing on digital and being able to pivot and change and tweak and adjust accordingly. Um, Um, so, you know, ano talaga, master of many things, um, digital marketer, no? Aside from that, it's also understanding the numbers. You have all these dashboards to look at. Um, but at the same time, it's all about customer experience and customer engagement at the end of the day. Um, just like as any marketer's role is, it's that understanding of the customer and being able to move that customer to like, to love, or to purchase a product. Siguro, uh, if it's okay, I'd just like to interject. Uh, so, Dina, Cookie, both of you had worked in your uh, organizations for a while, no? And um, and I, I think uh, where you guys sit is quite interesting because you work with brands, right? Um, to to push things within ABS-CBN, within Seven uh, Eleven, Click, right? So, I, I would imagine that in in the course of all these campaigns, all these briefs, you would have encountered different roles, no? Uh, from the advertiser side or the agency side, can you guide us about like what types of roles you've encountered? Uh, uh, you know, in in the course of your uh, dealings uh, from your uh, what do you call it? from from your role? No, um, we we deal with a lot of advertisers. You know, um, a, a lot of. Uh, a huge part of the revenues of ABS-CBN, it actually comes from advertisers and how we're able to, to use our platforms to be able to, you know, get messages across of these advertisers. So, and we design, um, you know, working with, with their agencies, we design campaigns for them using our own platforms. So it's making sure that the right message also fits the equity of our brands. It's matching that, but at the same time, making sure that there are success metrics to it. So it's, It's, it's really, like I said, it's really the mix of um, the creativity, um, which supposedly we're known for, and also the science of being able to show that we deliver the right audiences to these advertisers. So, ganon, ganon yung pag-ano namin, and at the same time, of course, understanding and embracing also what those brands are and making that right fit. There's a team that does research and planning, right? Uh, there's the whole execution bit across all the available formats of ABS-CBN. Then you have the entire team that does analytics as well to be yes. able to show the numbers. So again, that that's quite a number of roles from both your side and the advertiser side, no? 
How about you, Dina? Uh, I, I can now pass to you. I, I think for, for us, it's actually, for, for my, at least for, for my experience, because I came in to 7-Eleven before we have every, I mean, we digitized the things. I, I came in 7-Eleven in 2012. Actually, I launched the rewards program. It was card, and then we, we transitioned to app. So in terms of roles, I think I was more exposed to the tech side of it without well, without intention talaga. Parang, but when we launched the card, okay, I'm going to take on this. I'm, I'm looking at it as one of, you know, I was hired as a retail promotion specialist, and I was looking at it as, okay, this is another promotion. Because, you know, loyalty, promotions, consumer, dealing with consumer. But but when we moved to the app, okay, this is this is a different role. I have to, you know, have a bit of understanding of tech and different engagement metrics for, for these people as well. So this is... Well, this is beyond the normal promotions that I'm I'm originally visualizing it. This is a bit of technology, and and I and I'm really new to it, so I have to learn a lot of things as we as we go along the way. You know, that's quite uh, excellent, um, uh, Dina. No, we we plotted down all the different potential roles in a full service creative media outfit, and you know what? There's this one pillar that we identified on technology. And technology is not necessarily just building a website or an app, no. but all these different API services, all these different integrations to other platforms, whether ad tech or not. no. So again, it's quite uh, interesting when you look at the breadth or the dynamics all involved. no. Uh, Misha, did you want to add something? Actually, I wanted to ask because I'm fascinated by what Dina said, where when she started, she wasn't strictly digital, diba. Right? So um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about your transition to digital and also how do you keep current with all the new developments, all the different apps, all the new KPIs, all the data measuring? How, how do you just keep your head on straight, honestly? You know, uh, the way we look at it is um, 7-Eleven is, you know, I primarily we're a retail business. So everything that we do digital, it's on the side. It's on the side of the the core business, which is, you know, the physical store. But a lot of things happened in the last couple of months when we were in quarantine. So actually, we launched our Click Grocery. Uh, well, okay, when we launched the app in 2013, it was simply like a loyalty and rewards app. So it's basically the functions of the card, we moved to the app. But, you know, a couple of years mm-hmm. after, I think it was in 2017, we tried to make the app a super app. So you know, the ATM-like kiosk in the store, the functions of those, we integrated those inside the Click app. So we kind of make it the, the, the app more functional, included more features. We even launched our own closed-loop wallet. We have, the, we have the Click wallet. And then, yun nga, last year in November, we launched our Click Grocery because of the pandemic. So we now have gro- online grocery platform we call clickgrocery.com, which is actually... a how do I say it? It's a tawed of online to offline. So you basically order online from clickgrocery.com and then you pick up your items in the store. So, you know, we try to create that seamless experience for the customer. Like, what you call this? We, we try to be um, in touch with our customer even if they can't visit the store. That's a lot of things that you've integrated, huh? I mean, coming from that, that ATM machine to, I don't know, to port it. Before... The prepaid loading, I don't know if you remember before, the way you use the phone, in the Sari Sari store, that's how you do it. You, 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 the retailer have, has a mobile phone, and then um, they'll input your number. Yes. When it came in in 7-Eleven, actually, before this kiosk thing, you'd have to dictate your number to the cashier. If you've experienced stopping up via 7-Eleven, 
you'd have to dictate it to the zero nine one like that. So if you miss one number, wala na, your road is gone. Mm. So that is the purpose of that ATM, you know, that kiosk to make it self-service for our customers. So when we integrated it in the app, so mas personal pa siya. Like you don't have to, you know, go to the kiosk, which is sometimes offline, well, most of the time offline. Then you have to input your number. Now you can do it on your phone. You go to the store, there's a barcode already, go straight to the cashier. They'll scan it, they'll know what you're paying for. It's that easy. Okay. I think I just, um, my question is for both of our guests. I'd like to know about your personal digital journeys on this road to digital marketing. Like, uh, how did you find yourself in these, in these positions? Well, I'm not strictly a digital marketing person. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, that would be an insult to the experts in our industry. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to be humble and say, you know, I am a marketer, but I'm not really um, a digital marketing expert. Um, but like I said, I mean, as part of my marketing role, I have to embrace digital. It's it's part and parcel. Um, it's it's an important touch point. More so now, more than ever. Um, so I had, and you know, um, I was um, marveling over what Dina's story. You know, interesting. Because, parang ganon din yung ABS. I mean, you know, we're a 67, 68 year old company that has been in broadcast all these years, and suddenly last year we had to stop our broadcast business, and the pivot we made was to move to digital. Although you know we've started our our digital roadmap years ahead of that. But we had to accelerate things faster last year. Um, just like most businesses, hindi naman, hindi naman unusual for ABS-CBN lang yon. But then aside from the pandemic, there were other circumstances that, you know, pushed us um, to, to do this pivot faster. Um, and so all the more, we, we needed to educate the entire, and we continue to educate the entire organization about it because for the longest time, our orientation has always been TV or has always been broadcast, radio or TV. You know, the way we talk to advertisers have to change. Uh, the metrics that we talk about is now different. Um, understanding customer engagement is now totally different as well. So it's keeping up with all these things, understanding those touch points. Um, uh, Dina said earlier, Date social media lang ang tingin sa digital, it's really much, much more than that. And now, part of my role is to really audit and question the different uh, businesses. Do you really need to maintain a page for this particular program or can it be folded into this? So it's also part of, you know, cleaning up the whole brand architecture and making sure that, you know, our portfolio of brands, um, you know, stay slim, uh, and that we don't overpopulate with too many brands. The, the transformation is still ongoing. Um, and with the way uh, digital continues to evolve, uh, we still, IMAP is a good source of a lot of these learnings. Hindi ako nagpa-plug, totoo yun. And even, even training our people, um, you know, we tap experts coming from IMAP. We get foreign experts as well, uh, to, to help us and to understand things. And to me, the biggest gap is really understanding technology. Um, so, ingit ako kay Dina ang galing kasi tech yung ano niya. But it's part and parcel eh. You cannot not understand the technology to be able to utilize the platform, you know, at its best or, you know, to to fully, to take, um, how should I say it? Parang, para ma-maximize mo ng mabuti yung use ng platform. It's really also understanding what the technology is capable of doing. 
you know, like it, it sounds to me that, um, you know, when you look about digital marketing roles, it's not just the specialization, right? But I think it's also the type of values that a person uh, exhibits to be able to take on change, to take on new technology, things that you've not done before, right? Uh, and again, um, I, I recall the first time that I ever saw an email campaign in my life, you know? So I was like, and this is the time that you didn't have a MailChimp, you know? It, it was something like um, we had to run a script and then it'll run for like six hours, you know? That, that was my life uh, of email marketing in the past. When we look at today's generation of all these options, we need to find people who are quite adaptable no? uh, to different skill sets, to different ways of doing things, or to learn from other experts. Because no? we will encounter projects of that sort, or I wouldn't say even projects or campaigns. I'd even say um, nuanced things per, per industry, per sector, or per target market. No? Um, there's no single way, I, I would say, to, to hit uh, the target market. I mean, there's tried and tested ways, but there are unique novel ways which are sometimes better, you know, or, or more uh, potent no, than normal. Um, so actually, it, it's quite interesting. We, we talk about values or skills, no? but, you know, one of the, the questions that we have here is also with regard to, you know, like, um, how do you, what types of uh, support, you know, can we give uh, digital marketing head or to what extent can we say that what makes a good digital marketer, you know, from your opinion, guys? Because uh, clearly there's uh, the skills, no? But uh, I, I think in the interview process, right, when uh, talking to people or understanding what they were doing, there's other things that are important, right? So what's your, what's your take on this, guys? More than a good digital marketing head, we should say it's really a whole bunch of people with a common vision. You see, as you mentioned, guys, digital marketing, it's not for the weak you know, like people, there are challenges every now and then. Like every day, the, you're, you 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 might be surprised with something. That that's how it's it, it is. That's how that's how it evolved, as I mentioned earlier. So I think it's that a bunch of people with a common vision, like for brands, when we started, it was a struggle. So I think digital marketing heads should be able to strategize and tailor fit solutions based on the specific needs of the customer or of the brand. Another point is. Because it's hard like to convince management and stakeholders. So a good digital marketer should actually be able to rally these people towards digital transformation because it's not easy. Like for traditional companies especially, there will be resistance. So it's 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 not that easy. But I think now on a, you know, on a, on a definition by if I'm to define 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 lang, it's like um a digital, good digital marketer should be able to create a seamless experience for the customers. Let me put it that way na lang. But yeah, um, it, it's, not, it's never easy. And then there are a lot of things um, that's needed, but attitude, it should be someone who's up for the challenge every day. Nung sabi mo na, ano eh, na there's so much uh, potential challenges that can happen, I was like, Oh, not all campaigns went smoothly. You know, something something will stall. Some some delay mm-hmm. will happen. Some some uh, some uh, I guess a plot twist will always occur. No, uh, that's, that's yeah. I have a little story on that. Did you know when we first had launched the promo code feature of our app, it was um it was Seven Eleven Day. So I did a small blogger event prior to Seven Eleven Day, and on the day of of uh, on July Eleven, I think this was twenty sixteen. It just didn't work. Oh no! And I was like, 
in the IT the in the IT division. What's happening? Did you know I spent a lot of time, you know, to cascade to market this specific feature and on the day that I got that I needed, it's not working. I was on I was actually on the edge of crying already, but you know, it's it's and then on social media people were bashing you, paddle telling, oh, uh, scam, scam like that. Grabe naman kayo guys. But eventually it was fixed. So those those you know those little challenges that you will encounter every now and then it's not it's not easy so eventually you'll you'll learn to be strong and then just okay never mind it will fix this is digital okay just pull it down and then take it put it back again when it when it's okay when it's when, you know it when it's functioning already so i think that's the advantage naman of being digital you know it has its pros and cons talaga in in the context of uh, you know these things also shape a good digital marketer things like that no and I I think every single interview process needs to hear stories like this so that yeah we can appreciate the the level of commitment or perseverance of these people behind these campaigns uh, let us know and I I totally can 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 empathize with Dina's experience. I mean, that happens to even the best of us, right? You know, everything's well laid out, well planned, and on the day of the launch, something happens beyond your control. First, to answer your question, I think, you know, to be a great marketer, digital marketer at that, um, you have to be nimble and you have to be always thinking on your toes um, because these things, you're, you're with... No matter how well you plan things, there's things about technology sometimes that you just have no control over. And a very, very recent experience we've had, uh, we've been you know, planning for months for the launch of this uh, original series for us on I Want TFC. And we've created so much hype for it. It's called He's Into Her. And for I Want TFC, the viewers get to watch it ahead of the free TV screening, uh, which happened last Sunday. And on Friday... You know, we had um, five times the number of daily active concurrent users that we would normally have on the app. And, you know, you know, the rest is history, right? You get complaints. All our channels were, you know, on fire. People asking what's going on. Why can't I log in, et cetera, et cetera. And we were able to turn it around uh, to make it a positive experience. We said, you know, this is how strong this program is because, you know, the, 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 the stars of the show had very, very rabid fans, very, very strong following. And, you know, that's so much support that they had because we even, you know, we even planned out this whole red digital red carpet premiere before we actually premiered the, the series itself. And, Lo and behold, you know, something happens to the app because we didn't anticipate that many people wanting to watch the program. And so, of course, we had to say, you know, this is what's happening, et cetera, et cetera, reaching out to them. And that's the beauty of digital. You can communicate to them on a personal level, but at the same time, be able to reach, you know, mass audiences. And so we were able to turn that around. And the fans helped us appease other people. And it turned out to be a pleasant experience. It became a badge value for them that, you know, this program of theirs, which, you know, which starred their favorite idols, turned out to be such a hit. Kaya ganun yung nangyari. So, you know, so being able to think on your toes, being nimble enough to adjust and, you know, do contextual advertising. Because you have to do something right there and then and react right away. Yeah. Something that I found um, working in digital is that it can be a lot, in a lot of ways, it's a lot more 
forgiving than traditional forms of media and platforms, whether we're talking about a billboard or let's say print or something. Because you make a mistake today, tomorrow you can try something else. Or even on the same day, within the hour, you can do something else. You can pivot. Something I found interesting about what Dina said earlier was part of the challenge of digital transformation with regards to marketing is convincing the stakeholders that this is something that needs to be invested in, that this is something that needs to be explored. Um, could you guys share some of those challenges uh, when it came to um, getting your shareholders on board with marketing's direction? I think that continues to be a continuous challenge for a lot of digital marketing practitioners because, you know, not everybody has really embraced it or speaks the same language. <laughs> so it's being able to really prove and um, showcase, you know, proof of concept why we think something will work or, you know, why we have to do something or why do we need to invest in something like this? It's a lot of patience, a lot of educating and a lot of explaining uh, to be able to make things happen. And I think that's really where the, you know, where the, the gaps are in, in this market. I'll pick up from that passenger, uh, like the pilot test. That is how I, I do my campaigns, actually. If I wanted to launch something out on a smaller scale, get numbers, and then report it to them, it's really working. And um, mo- more often than not, it, 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 will be, it will hit them. Like, okay, numbers won't lie. So if it's there now, okay, sige, let's do it. It's easier. It's easier, actually. But I think it's harder for us because, you know, the, as I mentioned, the digital side is like a side business to the, you know, physical retail store for 7-Eleven. So until now, we're still in that uh, phase. Like, we're still trying to fight, you know, some small battles inside the, the, um, the you know, organization. Like, okay, how do we engage these clerks about this clerk grocery? Because it's not, their, it's not their priority. They're in the store, but they're also the ones in charge to dispense the orders when the customers arrive to pick it up. So that's, quote-unquote, extra work for them. It's, it's beyond what they normally do. So those are the little challenges. Like imagine having a network of what? Because we're click groceries only in Metro Manila, so that's about a, a thousand stores. It's, it's really, that, that's where the challenge is right now for, for us. You know, it's interesting, though, when we talk about uh, the complexities of an organization, meaning I find now that digital marketing roles are not solely for marketing sake only, but uh, it touches with IIT, it touches with operations, it touches with customer service, right? It also touches with um, uh, other dynamics as well, eh, right, within the organization. So uh, I, I feel having a, a foothold on these um, different facets of the organization is quite important. You know, one of the things I, I realized um, the past couple of years is that I did encounter some interesting talent, no? Na people who are able to think of uh, a few steps ahead or these other considerations. So you ask them about the technical stuff about digital marketing, they can answer you perfectly. And then they would also say, however, we have to make sure that we onboard uh, customer service in advance because we will receive a huge volume. Or diba? sometimes in a meeting, eh, they, some of them have said something like, can we double check whether our bandwidth is enough? And to that's Cookie's point as well, right? To some effect, if ever something goes wrong, 
do we have a plan to be able to respond? Diba? Parang ganun. And I, I, I recall some teams, uh, pag meron silang campaign that launches at midnight, you know, like there's an entire network of people waiting for that uh, app to launch or this campaign to launch. And it's, again, um, this readiness or this foresight, no, which is quite important to look at roles. So, again, more than just the what's on paper, what they've done, the, you know, I think it's always important to whether an interview process or something to really comb through uh, experiences uh, of, of marketers and uh, digital marketers at that. No? So again, quite, quite fascinating, diba? But it's not always on paper, I would say. No? It, it does highlight all the achievements, but um, uh, you know, sometimes in an interview, tell me about your ano, tagdun, challenges and how you overcame them. Ganyan, diba? <laughs> it's true, diba? It's so, really something unique to digital, I think, naman. That's really something that's unique to digital. Yeah, I think uh, everyone can say something's an effect of, uh, you know, last year or this year we had a pandemic. How did you guys pivot? What did you change? And I think there's a lot of stories that can come across, no, for everyone. That said, I, I I'm quite curious, no. Uh, ako, I I always learn from auditing different companies, uh, talking to people, um, hearing war stories, no. You know, like sometimes there are some people that you get to talk to and they rub off on you because they, uh, you could see how they implement best practices, right? Uh, you could learn from them. Like, uh, I'll never forget uh, one of my bosses, no? The guy likes to, to Dina's point, pilot, no? Or uh, to try something. Because if you try it, you get used to it. And when you get used to it, uh, it's now in your second nature. Can you tell us about best practices that you guys picked up the past couple of years or things that you saw which could be quite useful when looking at roles or, you know, looking at digital marketing in general? I think this could be quite uh, good to know. I think for me, this might be unique. This might not be applicable to everyone, but I think to me, it's, I agree to your point, um, Miko, earlier that you you need to have an understanding of how the organization works. Because, like, for example, um, for me, not because you launch something and not because we posted it, for example, on social media and we announced it in, our, in the um, corporate pages, everyone will know it. It will know about it. So for me, I think the best practice is really to go into operations. Like, um, I have tried to make my cascade more digital. So I do some... Facebook Live and then Facebook Workplace stuff live so that we can educate we can educate these clerks or like record something and then send it to them versus having a written document. But I think um, in terms of best practice, it's really knowing where knowing where you should communicate to the people who are on the front line. That's for me. Well Actually, that's so relevant. No, I mean, uh, I, I just say this because. If you like, take a look at SME data for the Philippines, you know, bulk of that would be micro uh, SMEs. Uh, then you'll see that it's retail or food, you know, and a lot of that is pretty much frontline, no? And even the large enterprises have a lot of things which is very frontline. So uh, all the digital techniques you can implement could could fail if you don't really follow the whole Dina's point. Uh, Misha, did you want to add something pala? Sorry. Oh, no, I was agreeing. Uh, what about you, Cookie? Yeah, actually, I, I, I also am a big fan of alignment or early alignment with across the organization. I mean, you know, our role in marketing, um, you, you don't just work vertically, you also work horizontally across uh, various um, 
stakeholders in the organization. And I I personally think that, for instance, for us in ABS-CBN, our, our biggest ambassadors are our employees. And so getting everybody on board early on, um, whether they're part of the project or not, but being able to cascade it ahead of the general public, because naturally people will ask them, eh, Ano ba tong bagong ganito ng ABS-CBN? So as an employee of ABS, and, you know, they think ABS is as, oh, they think ABS is such a, a small organization na magkakakilala kayong lahat, di ba? So we make it we make it a point that we first cascaded to people, uh, our internal stakeholders, uh, so that when they get asked about it, they know how to answer. While you're working on the project, making sure you have that checklist of, you know, have have has customer service been briefed properly about it, you know, this news know about it. And so on and so forth, so that everybody's aware of it. And you know, we have we have a great army of um, you know so various social media admins. And if I share with them that we have this new product, and they share it on their pages, you know, the reach all of a sudden becomes exponential for us. So you know, using our our own platforms, we're able to reach so many people. So even if it's not their product, but because they cross promote it in their in their uh, pages or their channels we're able to reach much more people so using them as our advocates is one aligning them and letting them know what it is so that they have full understanding is another one um, the other thing that i found interesting in the discussion earlier was this whole test and learn and i think that's really not that's really the beauty of digital uh, you can make experiments it's okay to fail uh, so that at least before you big uh, you launch big time, na- nangyari na yung failures. So kahit pa paano, the, the risks that you take are much more calculated. I encourage that um, with our people, you know, test it first, pilot it here first with a small group. Let's see how that's going to react. If it gains traction, then okay, let's do it. We can, we can scale it. And you can scale fast also, another beauty of digital. So all these things are, are things that, you know, Always, uh, I I tell people to be mindful of. I think um, is it the right word for it? Uh, so that you know, we it 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 does not. Um, it's not necessarily a fail-safe solution, but at least it minimizes um, you know uh, failing <laughs> projects, failing or you know activities failing. This uh, when we run campaigns, we usually try to put a structure. You know, like. Tried and tested, X percentage, X percentage, uh, what do you call, um, good chance of success, diba? And then a small percentage, something really new that we have to pilot and test, you know? So even if the small pilot does not work, it's okay, it's small, but if it works out pretty well, then we start increasing allocations and budgets and all these things, no? Uh, so again, I, I'm a firm believer in that. Uh, I, I recall even one... Um, when I was in the marketer client side, no, uh, I was shown by an agency two two options, this or that. I said, run both. You know, let's find out what the market thinks, right? So, uh, so again, quite quite interesting to look at it that way. Now that said, no, uh, looking about roles and and Misha, I, I'm just amazed with the how we started, diba? what we thought mm-hmm. this topic can be, right? Why? And diba? and again, it, it's pretty practical. The uh, the progression of people's careers, the projects that they've handled, challenges that they uh, came through, and you know how you learn in the process, no. But uh, now I, I'm just quite curious, no, because remember we have 
there's still ever-present challenges, right, by digital marketers. And um, again, what what can we say are challenges today, diba? faced by digital marketers, and what how could they overcome them, kaya? You know, and I, I think we kind of partially touched on some of the solutions here, but uh, it might be good to know from the from the our panel of speakers and guests. You know, I'm still there. Okay, number one, if I'm to I'm, if I'm to you know enumerate a, a, a list of the challenges, it's still one having the buy-in of the organization. It's really hard. Second is technology. Sometimes it's already approved. Okay, okay, you tell the devs, okay, this is approved already, and then they'll write, write, try to write the specs. Then they won't hit your timeline, the deadline. Okay, when, when you, you're, you're um, already planned, you've already planned for, for the launch of this initiative, and it's not ready. Or sometimes it's ready, but it's half-baked. It's not fully ready so it may okay it's working but there are a lot of fixes that needs to be done so that is beyond control of marketers like us um it's it's you know other it's the other department's responsibility then we were cross you know yeah that's horizontal thing we're talking to you know a lot of um, other people while on while doing our projects and then third is the ever-changing you know platforms because you're in this platform, then another platform comes in, like, you know, when TikTok came in, and everyone's on TikTok, okay? So, there are a lot of brands thought, thought about it. Do we go to TikTok? How do we, you know, how, how do, how do we um, put our brand there? So, I think that's also a challenge. The number of platforms available, they just keep on evolving, and sometimes it's hard to keep up with, with all of those, and we will have to streamline all, um, also the platforms that we wanted to be in. I, 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 that's for me. I guess my POV is a bit different because, you know, as a digital marketer, we're also a publisher, right? And a lot of our business is also B2B. And um, I guess some of the challenges we face now is really finding the right data metrics um, that will be accepted by our, um, by our advertisers um, to help them or to convince them that, you know, we have the right platforms or we have the right audiences to meet their, uh, no, to be, meet their marketing uh, objectives. Um, so that's one. I'm not sure whether, probably to a certain extent, it still is an industry-wide um, concern, first-party data or being able to get first-party data and, you know, with the cookies going away soon, um, the race to, to be able to get that uh, so that you can have more robust information about your, your customers um, is another challenge that we face. And then all different types of whether industry or government regulations, they're probably not yet challenges now, but I anticipate that very soon they may be. Um, for instance, you know, we, because now by nature, we're a broadcast company, our content gets regulated. But then there is, you know, a gazillion more content creators on YouTube whose content is not regulated. So, you know, those, those are some challenges we face, I guess, both as a publisher and a content creator. Quite fascinating uh, when we talked about changing platforms or dynamics outside, no? Funny, I, we did an audit of how many tools we utilize at the office. 80. 80 different ad tech tools. 
uh, across planning, uh, analytics, automation, advertising, you name it, no? audience management. And again, what I've learned, though, is that not all tools you need to run at the same time. Uh, there are some sectors that need certain platforms more. And the other good news is that um, if, let's just say, there are comparable tools within a spectrum or you know, a space, they're like 80% similar. Some of them, huh? 80% similar. For me, I think it really depends on the type of industry or uh, sectors we work with. Right? That's important. And for me, uh, a digital marketer who navigates with the changing platforms, good to know in that space, but always open to listen to what's available. No? And you know, the part of uh, first-party data, you know, most companies would be surprised to know how much first-party data they actually have that can be connected to advertising platforms. No? And I feel that a digital marketer who understands is able to navigate through all these different data points right? would be able to provide best value. I remember this one case, seven different divisions. The output of one division is the input of another division. Both of them first-party data. So imagine by just getting these two parties to work hand-in-hand, hand, you can reduce cost, you can be more efficient, and uh, you'd, I guess, um, have more control over what you do no, as an organization. So um, quite fascinating when you look at uh, these dynamics. No? And it's a matter of time. I also feel that uh, external forces will really affect our industry. And I see this because now I would say that there's more... Um, more people getting into digital. I, I saw it. There's like a 5x more people on Facebook uh, ads manager than ever before. No, So we've also noted the rise of CPM costs in some sectors. No, So how you now navigate through this expensive world, quote-unquote, will be quite a challenge. And um, if everyone has the same tools, how do you now differentiate? How do you become more cut-through? Uh, across everything and for me this is why not just technology but creativity or execution is key no so i guess this is uh, also to dina's point of you know like getting all uh, stakeholders involved and cookie's point of getting all things horizontally because uh, they can all have the same channels but one of them executes better than the rest and that spells the entire difference for the experience for the customer right? so quite fascinating when you look at uh, it from that lens no Galing. Anyway, Misha. <laughs> well, for my part, <laughs> gee, no pressure. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and uh, for my part, kasi, coming from the agency side and working with different kinds of clients, something that I've found is um, I like and appreciate what Cookie and Dina said about um, doing your testing in small batches, seeing what works, and then cascading that forward. Part of the challenge that I found in the creative side was sometimes we would come up with ideas that maybe were just beyond the conceptual grasp, grasp sometimes of more traditional clients. That's why I am fascinated. I am um, amazed by hearing your experiences, the two of you, that you're so open to trying new things, to seeing what works, to seeing what doesn't, and applying that to your respective businesses. So uh, thank you. Thank you for sharing your experiences with us. Well, we all have to be trailblazers, no? So encourage more people to think out of the box. I mean, you know, there's so much clutter already then, eh? especially yes. on digital now more than ever that, you know, everybody's online looking at things. Everybody wants to be a content creator. So more and more, I guess the creatives are challenged to be able to rise above that clutter and to be noticed by the customer. Absolutely. And, and a definite, yeah. 
to be perfectly honest, those were our favorite clients, the ones who were willing to take the risks, the ones who were, you know, the ones who didn't get scared by the big crazy ideas and would actually embrace them. So um, congratulations to you guys and thank you so much. We look forward to seeing what your companies do next, honestly. Yeah. It's been an excellent experience listening to these stories and um I guess for anyone who's listening to this podcast, no, uh, there's a lot of things to hear from different uh, viewpoints. It can resonate with what you had experienced in the past, and it's uh, perfectly, um, I guess, normal. No, uh, at least uh, I think pre-pandemic we could all have had a beer and talk about these uh, war <laughs> stories in real life. No, <laughs> rants, diva. Right? But thank you, thank you, Cookie, thank you, Dina, uh, and uh, Anisha. Excellent, excellent. Thank you. It was a pleasure to share experiences with everyone. Um, I hope we were able to share some nuggets of wisdom for whatever it's worth. <laughs> and thank you. I, I also learned so much from this discussion today. Thank you, Ashley. It was uh, <laughs> it was refreshing to know a lot that, that it's not unique then. Like, you know, this ABS events also experiencing those kind of stuff. Because I think sometimes I think it's only our tech that's not <laughs> as competent as I wanted them, I wanted them to be. Oh, that's good. And I think we can all resonate. It's not uh, that sometimes Sana, we can just tell all the marketers or decision makers, look, everyone will have problems, but these people are here to solve them and uh, very committed and, you know, uh, so uh, include that in the pitch process, okay? <laughs> <laughs> or kung client engineer, you could just tell them that this is gonna work. Trust us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. We'll have to wrap up our discussion. We picked up a lot of good insights and. We are very grateful to our guests for today, uh, Ms. Cookie Bartolome of ABS-CBN and Dina Santos of Philippine 7 Corporation. Thank you so much for joining us. Join IMAP in shaping the future of digital marketing along with over 300 corporate members from brands, agencies, advertisers, tech companies, media, and startups. IMAP has spearheaded initiatives to drive digital learning, skills development, and camaraderie in the industry like IMAP Web Wednesday, Breakfast Roundtables, Virtual Member Meetups, IMAP Academy, Youth Digital Congress, and such. To learn more about IMAP, you may download our free digital book, the only book you'll need for digital, via our official IMAP website at www.imap.com.ph and watch out for future events when you follow us on our social media pages. Now let's end things with a boom. Today's topic is a gold and best in show winner from creative agency Publicis Jimenez Basic. It's called Art Lotto. And if you're not familiar with it, it was a special project by PJB the Isabel Foundation, and the four A's in collaboration with artists and other art institutions in order to bring art to the masses, for lack of a better description. Um, what did you think of this campaign, Nico? I've seen a lot of different campaigns, no? and uh, I, I think there's always this tried and tested approach, but it wasn't the case for this one. You know what I mean? That's why I, I feel that this was a well-deserved uh, award. no? And... Um, I, I feel as well that there's uh, this excellent story and um, parang challenge that they were trying to overcome, no? Uh, 
again um, when I was watching it I also reminded myself oh nga pala uh, this is also art I forgot you know <laughs> so uh, I could relate to it and I, I was quite happy uh, as the case study was being uh, explained that it did um, uh, what do you call meet the objective exceed the objectives I would even say you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, make it very relatable to people so I, I was quite uh, happy with what I saw you know We'll be posting a link to the case study on the IMAP website, but for those of you who haven't had a chance to see it, um, the, basically the campaign invited people to take pictures, to document the different forms of art that they found in their community, in their towns, in their homes. Um, whether it was performance art, a bit of sculpture, a bit of painting that they saw in their everyday lives, they were encouraged to upload it with the hashtag. And the goal was to create essentially a virtual art exhibit a curated gallery purely crowdsourced and this would serve to show that art is everywhere and it's not necessarily something that has to only be created but curated sorry by you know highfalutin highly educated you know snobs or, or or upper society this is something for everybody art is something that can be appreciated by anyone and this campaign really did a good job of showing that and i love that they were able to overshoot their target yeah actually what i found what uh, quite interesting was the the verbatims of people no um uh, sometimes when I see campaigns, I, I take a, uh, a screenshot or a pause the video, no, mm-hmm. and you get to see some small snippets. And uh, there were some questions that came across from people saying, "Oh, uh, is is a tattoo considered like art, or are these other things also considered art?" Mm-hmm. And I, I feel that these types of uh, inputs and enabling people to, to be able to participate in such an execution really allows you uh, some legs, uh, so to speak. And true enough, that's what we saw, no. Um, the pickups on media, the stakeholders that were involved. No, mm-hmm. if I can just share, lang uh, Misha. Um, whenever we evaluate uh, excellent campaigns, right? We you can actually try to engineer it from all the different stakeholders which are involved, right? How do you engage all the communities? Yes. In this case, they had identified uh, the artists across different sectors. They involved people. They involved uh, involved the communities, the galleries, all these things. No. And when I was go- browsing through all of the different uh, parts of the video, it reminded me like, you know what, if you want to engineer uh, success and numbers, you really have to find ways or mecha- mechanics or I-, I would even say an idea that ties in all these things together, you know? And that's why, uh, in you know, when this was launched uh, some time back, it was quite successful. And for me, it's still relevant till today, I would even say, you know? Absolutely. Um, I think that was one of the brilliant um, aspects of the campaign is that it's not necessarily something that has to end per se. I mean, okay, fine. They gave away the prize already, but um, because there was an incentive actually for people to share the hashtag, to share the art they found, to use the hashtag. But by virtue of using existing social platforms, by virtue of using a hashtag system, there is no reason that that art exhibit ever has to close. People can just keep on adding to it it can be a living exhibit and um basically you know everyone is going to benefit from this so yeah good job yeah uh, i truly believe that art is meant to be shared or they say hung on a wall or appreciated by people no and Mm -hmm. i think uh what they did was to really allow uh multiple filipinos to understand all facets Mm -hmm. and uh, again um more than just uh, uh what do you call 
it's evergreen, you know. So yes, people can always refer back to it and see uh, uh, everything out there. So galing, magaling. And, and I didn't mean to step on toes earlier when I said that art is generally curated or selected, you know, for consumption basically mm. by you know the upper crust or you know. But it's by it's true by and large, um, art is seen by many as elitist and this campaign was able to democratize it in a way that everybody could appreciate it so i can see why it won uh, excellent again i think uh, filipino case studies are always excellent because it's relatable we can see the context behind it and despite uh, i would even say uh preconceptions right? then they're still able to overcome it so magaling uh, quite quite fascinating And that's our show for today. Thank you for joining us for the latest edition of Digipod. As always, I am your host, Michel Caros. You can also catch me on my movie review podcast, Saboteurs, available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you also to my new co-host, Mr. Miko David of David and Goliath. What did you think of today's show? And are you excited for more? Definitely. Uh, very excited for the next one. And today, it was a very good uh, view that we got from everyone. So, looking forward to the next uh, podcast. And uh, again, still a lot of uh, things we can talk about over the next few sessions. Looking forward to it. You are totally giving Dennis a run for his money. But if he asks, I did not say that. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>